So he blew up, got very upset. So he looks angry. But underneath all that, Lori, is embarrassment. Mm. He is so embarrassed mm. that this person that he wants to be his friend has pointed out a flaw or a mistake. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. Have you ever wondered how your kids can be so different? A parenting strategy that works for one child totally doesn't work for another. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. This morning, we're with Christy Griffith, and I am very, very pleased that she is here with us. I would like to introduce her just very briefly. She is actually a musician. She majored in music education at Belmont University, and she now has her piano students, and she's been a choir director, and she's been a performer. She's done lots and lots of things in music, and she's done a lot of extra study on personalities of children and interactions in the home. And I'm really excited to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Christy, to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am so glad you're here, and I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about. Hi, Lori. I am so excited to be here with you. Would you like to just say a word about um, your family and just a word of an introduction that I may have left out on your part? Well, sure. I'm, this, is a, this is a topic I'm really passionate about. And I think as a performer, you're really a student of life and of people and the culture. So it has been something I've been fascinated with for years and watching people. But now I have three amazing boys of my own, 16, 13, and 10, all very different. One very much like me, poor child. (laughs) The other two very different. And we complement each other really well in that and my husband Rob is a pastor. We moved to Florida about 17 years ago for him to go to seminary. And we were, we've been exiled in Florida ever since. So (laughs) (laughs) first all of our kids here. And I'm really grateful for the Lord bringing us here. That is wonderful, except for maybe the crocodiles or the alligators. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Yeah. Well, I am so pleased that you're here. And I am excited about this because I raised four girls and even though there were threads of commonality there were huge differences in their personalities the way they thought about things the way they approached life and it is fascinating i love Mm -hmm. that word because to study them and their personalities has been so interesting and for parents to study their kids helps them to know how to raise them better and how to interact with them and how to relate to them and to connect with them. So those are the things I'm excited to talk today with you about. So, uh, so let's begin. Okay, now you have three boys, I had four girls. Yes. And they were all raised in the same homes. They had the same parents, same family, same homes. And they're so different. So how does that happen? Isn't it amazing? You think of how vast our Heavenly Father is, Mm. and we are image bearers of our Heavenly Father. We are image bearers of the God of the universe. And because we are finite, 
in everything in our minds and of course our physical bodies and our emotions we we can only house a minute part of god himself we are not divine but because we're made in the image of god we all have a little light shining through us of his character and of his personality and so i think that he puts a little piece of himself in each one of us for his glory and his goodness and he's given us these kids so we've got the we've got three four some of my friends have seven eight children some of us have one and they are all entirely different personalities and you know in in some of um my counseling experience my counselors have had me go back four generations what happened before you were even born mm -hmm. to help bring you to this point mm -hmm. and in acting class you learn that when you walk on stage you're not just appearing from nowhere you came from a place that things were happening and you have to kind of create some of that as an actor what happened before i walked on stage what is my motivation for walking on stage right now where did i come from so when we're born lori we're born not from nowhere <laughs> but we're born into an existing dynamic and we've got a history that came before us so we've got the history playing into who we are now and our parents are in a particular life season now. So you think of seasons. Every season is different. When my first one was born, I read all the books. Everything had to be a certain way. It needed to go X, Y, Z, boom. That was it. Well, that child really struggles with, with perfectionism. <laughs> yes, and I understand Everything needed to be right. So his motivation is everything is right. My third born was actually born into the worst time of my husband's in my life. We were going through a severe challenge with uh, some outside forces, actually. And this challenge lasted about four years. Oh. And so his personality, yeah, I have to guard him because he just wants to help. And he wants to make sure that I'm okay. And he was born into a very emotionally difficult time for me. And so his little personality, I feel like, reflects that he's kind of my little buddy in hardship, you know, and he can anticipate my needs and want to meet my needs. So I have to approach him a little bit differently and make sure that he knows he's a wonderful person without having to fix mommy. Yeah. because of the season in our life so you know we're we're in these different seasons and our children enter into that season mm -hmm. and then with all of the history and then they're their own little people that god has created mm -hmm. <laughs> so they get to enter the cesspool of the human life you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've thought of my four girls and even though we're the same family their experiences are so different because they have different siblings than their siblings have. Yes. You know, it's like the youngest one has three older siblings to to live with and learn from and struggle with. And the first one didn't have that. So yeah. so that was another aspect of a different life. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. And those those little ones that come along have all of these people lavishing love on them too, you know? Yeah. She has yeah. five people lavishing love on her instead of just the two parents, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you think that 
uh, you know, the, there's always been this dialogue of is it nature versus nurture? Is it are they yeah. is it are they born with personality, or do they learn personality? What are your thoughts about that? Yes, I think I definitely think it's a little bit of both. Mm. Like what I said, the seasons that they're born into, the fact that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. We God in Psalm 139, He says, "I." intricately wove you in your mother's womb his hands formed us he made every day for us he wrote them in his book before we ever lived one of them Mm -hmm. so there's a sovereign aspect to who we are and then there's a great purpose in all that right because i'm going to see the world in my perspective and my personality different than other people are going to see the world in their perspective and their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a beautiful aspect of how God is making himself known mm-hmm. in the world is to make each of us different. And yet we're nurtured by the people around us and our parents, our caretakers. We are born into their cesspool at that time <laughs> and <laughs> how they're viewing the world. and. And living out life you know with yeah. your fourth were you as uptight as you were with your first you yeah, know <laughs> she raised herself yeah yeah don't eat the legos okay you know the first one you're picking up everything that might be small but then <laughs> oh you stuck a tic-tac up tic-tac up your nose oh okay. easy you just <laughs> we know how to fix that now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really good, Christy. Yeah, I I actually share that those same thoughts that it's a it's got to be a bit of both. Yeah, and learning. Absolutely. You know, we can learn new things and change some aspects. I think of our traits a little bit, not all of yeah. them, not totally. Absolutely, can, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's good to know the box that you're in, mm-hmm. so you can then find <laughs> the ways out of the box when you need to not be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay, Christy, can you describe some of the different personality traits that our kids might have? I think briefly in a nutshell, there are really three different perspectives in from a time frame. So you have personalities that are more aggressive, that are always visionary and looking forward and not and they're not affected as much by the things that have happened before them. So they might have fallen out of the tree, but you know what? They're going to get up and climb that tree again, and they're going to climb higher. They're not, they're not scared after having fallen out of the tree. It just motivates them to do more and try harder. And then you have the child who is just very present, who can stay focused, who is very aware of what's happening around them at that moment and might get lost in what's happening at that moment. They're really good at the dumpster fire. You know, <laughs> There's a problem. Let's take care of it now. They're um, very uh, aware of their thoughts. They're very focused on either the person or the situation that they're in right at that moment and not really looking beyond it. And then there would be a more withdrawn personality type that would be affected by things that had happened before. Well, I'm too scared to do that now because, you know, last time... I fell out of the tree and I don't want to get myself hurt again. So I'm not going to try that again. I'm going to try something different. Or they might be in a situation 
where there's too much stimulation and they need to pull back from it or they're they're more observant so they're going to be withdrawn personality wise because they need to know that everything is okay before they enter that situation so i think number one you have these different stances of how you're perceiving your situation in the present whether it's by past experience by what you want from the future or by what's happening right now and then you have different motivators so some children have a relationship with anger they might just react when something happens in an angry tone they might suppress it and not even realize it's there until they absolutely explode or they might be a little more balanced with it you you have a group of children that are motivated by shame and so they're very embarrassed or they're shy or or they're very in tune with how they look that's a shame-based personality i want to look good on the outside you might have a group that is more motivated by fear so these are your more anxiety um ridden children or or ocd can kind of fit in this category where i have to make sure everything is okay before i go on so that's a more of a fear motivation and then you've got kids that might be motivated by fear so there's somebody who might want to make sure all their ducks are in a row or is a data gatherer um, to make sure that everything's okay to go out there in the world and believe me we need these people in our lives they're going to save our lives at one point because <laughs> so for an example my husband is one of these people and when we decided to move to florida 17 years ago lori the first thing he did is go to costco in california before we moved and buy a generator because you have hurricanes in florida well we have never once used a generator in 17 years <laughs> california is where you sure. california yeah. is where you need the generators now <laughs> it is isn't that funny oh, we had blackout this week <laughs> Yeah. yeah so he just wanted to make sure that we would be okay so you need these people in your life but mm -hmm. you might have an anti-type that looks like a bully or looks like an aggressive person that's just going to walk by the kid and hit him in the head in the hallway mm -hmm. but they're motivated by fear because yeah. if they don't dominate mm -hmm. then something had happened to them so I think those are the harder things to find in the personalities is what is my what is motivating my child mm -hmm. and those fear people are going to be the ones that are taking in information with their heads all the time what's happening what's happening out there I need to know no no information the anger types are more gut reactive so something happens and I feel it in my body and I need to do something about it or run away from it <laughs> that might be doing something about it too mm -hmm. the shame motivators are going to be motivated um there by their feelings how does that make me feel mm -hmm. so when you kind of see some of these patterns then your parenting is going to change not in philosophy not in I'm going to have more uh, restriction on this kid than this kid. I mean, maybe that's true, too. So let me give you an example of this. Um, my 
Middleson was in eighth grade last year and we home educate, but we have one day that we're in community. So I was teaching a community class that wasn't his class, but every day, Lori, for the first semester, his little face would appear in my the window of my door <laughs> and he would just be so upset about something. Uh-huh. So I take a deep breath because this is the one that's like me. So I'll, he's like me. I want to give him over to my husband. <laughs> Because he knows how to handle you. (laughs) Yes. So I knew he's a he's a shame based person, but he's very extroverted. So every week there would be something that happened in this class. So I'll give you an example. One week he came, his little face is in the door, he comes in. He doesn't care that I'm in the middle of teaching a class. (laughs) All he can do is feel what happened and he's overwhelmed by the feelings. Mm-hmm. So I would give him about 10 minutes to air out. He just needed mm-hmm. to stop and air out. So I wouldn't get angry with him. I said, well, let's just, you know, have, have a seat, take some yeah. time. And in about 10 minutes, let's talk about this. Well, one day they were eating apple slices in class and he put his apple slice on someone else's bowl by accident. Mm-hmm. And that person said, and I don't know what manner they said it in. It could have just been normal. Soren, your your apple slice is on my plate. <laughs> so he blew up, got very upset. So he looks angry. But underneath all that, Lori, is embarrassment. Mm-hmm. He is so embarrassed that mm-hmm. this person that he wants to be his friend has pointed out a flaw or a mistake that he didn't even mean to make. Now, an aggressive type might have gone, well, get your own plate. Get another plate. Who cares? Mm-hmm. The present type might go, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me get you another plate. Mm-hmm. But he had to leave the room because he was so embarrassed. Oh. Now, another type like his might have just gone, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm really embarrassed and sorry, but I'm just going to sit here and be really shy for a minute. Mm-hmm. He blows up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got to go back and apologize. Once he's in his right mind and I can talk to him, he can see the circumstance and go, oh, it really wasn't that bad. Go back in, hey, buddy, I'm really sorry for doing that. I, I actually didn't mean to do that. Um, and the kid says, that's all right. It's no problem. And he's fine. Yeah. Absolutely fine. But when I recognize the embarrassment in the situation and not say, well, what is your problem? It was just an apple. Be nice to the person that, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's different instructions now yeah. and a different way of going about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, we need to approach our kids where they're at. So do you think that if that same thing happened, you would approach each of your boys differently? Yes, I would. Because the uh, the older one has a need to be right. Mm. So if he was in that situation, putting his apple down, he would say, well, I didn't do that. I would, I would never put my apple on your Of course, the apple's right there. (laughs) But his need to be right is so strong, he's willing to change the narrative. Now we're dealing with something different because now we're dealing with even a sin, right? Now you're lying. Mm -hmm. So it takes time. And depending on the age, of course. So, you know, my oldest is a teenager. So now I actually have to take time to talk with him. And I've had long conversations or long stretches of time 
where honestly, Lori, sometimes the only thing that works is I bring him to Romans 7, where Paul says, I don't know why I do the things I don't want to do and why do the things I do, you know, I don't do the things I want to do. I, you know, and I'll say, yeah. honey, look, yeah. look what good company you're in. And he'll go, oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it brings him to repentance in that moment and an awareness. So mm-hmm. I think really what we want to do is help them as they grow up to be aware of their tendencies. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they can have a relationship with the Lord that's honest. Mm. And they can say, Lord, I'm struggling with this. I, I'm i wrong in this situation. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be wrong. I can't mm-hmm. be wrong. Yeah. And how do you now deal with that with the Lord? Well, the Lord says we are wrong sometimes. <laughs> and Jesus died for your sins, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is this is the law all over again. Moses came with the law. And mm-hmm. the goal was not that you live up to the law. The goal was to say, I can't live up to the law. Yeah. I need a savior. Yeah. Yeah. And that leads us to repentance. Mm-hmm. So I think the more honest we are about who we are, the more we're in love with Jesus. It's beautiful. It's very beautiful. I think we're going to stop there for this week. Christy is a wealth of knowledge. Today, she ended in discussion about the child that feels anger. Next week, we're going to pick up with the child who feels shame and how we deal with that child. We're going to talk about how personality traits can be positive or negative and how do we steer them away from the negative and toward the positive. She's going to talk about our actions separate from our identity, and it's important to know that. So she's got lots more coming for us. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it next week. You can find Adventure Parenting with Grace on any of the places you listen to your podcasts. And one more thing, I am wondering if you guys want to chat about some of these podcasts that we're listening to. We've been giving so much information, and maybe you want to talk about something you don't really understand. Maybe you want to talk about your own situation. Maybe you want to crowdsource from other people or from me. So I am thinking of setting up a weekly Zoom meeting where we can get in and just really dig into these topics and talk about them. So let me know if you're interested. So thanks for listening, and don't forget to rest in the Lord this week. Mm